pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Good morning, fellow Americans. What a privilege it is to live in the only country in the world where we can still breathe the fresh air of liberty. Hey, we're glad you're here and welcome you to episode 23. Today, it's all about integrity and corruption. I encourage you to share your thoughts today with us, and you can do so by emailing us at podcast at constitutioncommandos.org. And I'm your host, Chris Williams, my brother Patrick Williams is the co-host, and we're the Constitution Commandos. I could have made plenty of money in my life. I have turned away so many opportunities or quit opportunities because I have a conscience and I have a moral, you know, I, I got a moral compass. And well, there was at one point in your life you didn't make a lot of money. Well, no, no, I know. But there are, I could have elevated myself to way greater positions at a few different jobs that I've had if I were willing to do something that I found to be unethical or immoral. Mm-hmm. And I could not do it. And hey, that's fine. I'm driven by that level of a moral compass. A lot of people aren't because they place money ahead of being able to look at themselves Mm -hmm. in the mirror or go to bed at night. I would much rather sleep comfortable as a poor man than to take all the mirrors down out of my house and walk around with some crappy hair because I can't look at myself or not sleep at night. You know, I don't. Well, you know, there's an old adage that says the nice guys finish last. And. It dawned on me. Yeah, so I've made a go choice. Nice guys do and not finish last. We finish content. Well, and, and I'm I'm more than content. You know, I mean, I, I just I have everything I want or need, and I have adjusted my lifestyle to fit my income. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have an income to fit my lifestyle. Would right. I love to have a yacht? Would I love to be able to take vacations all the time? Would I love to be able to have multiple houses, have a summer house and have a, you know, I mean, sure. A lot of people would, but I mean, I'm, I'm a practical person. I, I have no desire to go become a slave or to prostitute myself, <clears throat> Joe Biden, for the <laughs> almighty dollar. Mm-hmm. And I would much rather be happy and at least now, I mean, I, I might be self-delusional. I think I'm a good man. I know a lot of people that will call me a asshole, but being an asshole doesn't take away or negate the quality of my person. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a good man. I know I've got flaws, but I'm not going to sell myself just to make a lot of money. I can't do it. I'm, I'm, I don't even think I'm capable of doing it. And that's not to say that people that have a lot of money it. sell themselves out for it. I'm not, I don't think that's what you're saying. Cause there are people who do have no. a lot of money that, I mean, look, if you look at, who is it? My favorite act, one of my favorite actors, Denzel Washington. Oh, no, yeah, Denzel Denzel. Washington. And, and look, if, if you don't believe it, that man is diehard on fire for God, but he's very, very wealthy. And yeah. this guy is, he's really, an impressive role model, especially coming from Hollywood. But, you know, he, he made it his, his career vow not to take roles that would cause him to compromise himself. That's right. So he does it. Does he get good roles? 
he absolutely does. But well, I think also I also think that Denzel's just that good of a freaking actor that he could probably look. It's no different than a lot of vocalists. They could sing the phone book and be awesome, make platinum. You know, that was Elvis, Denzel. Wasn't it? <laughs> I could probably write a screenplay. And I could probably film it with a damn $400 digital camera, have Denzel as the star, and it would probably break blockbusters. You know, he's just a great mm -hmm. actor. You know what I mean? So, well, yeah, and he has of said course that, he gets you know? good roles, but he makes the roles good. <laughs> he's just well, an he awesome gets, actor. <laughs> I've, I have heard him say, and, and he was talking to, uh, I think it was, it was a Christian acting school. I can't remember exactly where it was now, but he told him specifically, he said, you don't have to take roles that require you to get undressed. He said, I don't. He said, and he, but he did, he, he put it in this perspective. He said, you may not take those roles, but if you were going to, if you were going to maintain decency in yourself and what you believe in, you don't take those roles. He said, and you may have to work harder, but he said, if God has blessed you with a talent, He'll, he'll open those doors for you. And, you know, I mean, I just love Denzel Washington. I mean, the dude is a phenomenal guy, not just a hell of an actor, but, I mean, just listen to him. I like him, him and Morgan incredible. Freeman. I like him oh, and Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. <laughs> Morgan Freeman is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Morgan I, Morgan Freeman, the, the, you, you can't find better actors, I don't think, than these, and, and not just actors, for the character of people they are. And yes, we're going to brag about Morgan Freeman being from Mississippi. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you may have to work harder, but a little work never hurt anybody, you know? And you can take the easy way out or you can take the hard way out. But the hard way is usually the right way, isn't it? Well, I mean, and it doesn't matter if it's acting, music, or if you're an engineer or a graphics design or whatever you are. Mm -hmm. A housekeeper, a truck driver, whatever you do, you need to master your craft and get better at it than everyone else. And I'm not that when I say get better at your job than everyone else, I'm not saying put anybody down. I'm saying that I don't care if you've done your job for 20, 30 years. I'd be willing to bet you a dollar to a box of donuts that you can still improve on your craft. And it's it's not that it's a competition against any of the other people out there. It's more or less a competition for you against you to be better today than you were yesterday. Master your craft. And if you master your craft in whatever job or profession you choose, chances are you're going to find yourself an asset in whatever company you go to. I, myself, every company I have ever worked for, with the exception of maybe one or two, I've worked up into management and generally I do it relatively quick. Now, granted, I have a lot of skill sets and knowledge and experience, but if, if you wind up, if you master your, your craft, you wind up finding that you will get paid more. You will wind up being an asset. I'm not going to say irreplaceable because everybody's replaceable, right. but you will find a level of happiness in your life. Not just because you're good at your job, but the fruits of that come and you can enjoy those fruits in your off time. Right. Well, you know, I think, you know, from I, I learned a lot of stuff from the 
from the racing because of course you know that's how we grew up was in racing but one of the biggest things that stuck out to me and all the advice i ever heard racers give to anybody was race your race just race your race don't worry about the other guys on the track you race your race and since i've been in our racing you know when i started our race and i used to gripe and complain all the time i'm tired of riding in the back i want to be competitive right well the trick was I couldn't get those guys to slow down so I could race with them. I had to learn how to race. Yeah. And, you know, even now, you know, I, and I think I've gotten better. I mean, but I didn't get better by trying to race the other drivers. I got better by racing what I was capable of doing and look for flaws, look for errors, look for mistakes and correct. Learn those. how to maximize your equipment. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think, if, if no other advice applies to regular life, I think that one applies most of all because, you know, we heard all the time growing up, we're competing against China or we're competing against Japan. or we're, I'm competing against what I do every day. Yeah. Like right now, I think there's just a little over a million podcasters in America, right? By no means have I gotten to a place where I would consider, you know, ranking as a podcaster. And I'm doing a lot of stuff I don't know how to do, but I'm learning it. You know, I don't even like the electronics that it requires to do the work. But, but if I want to be better, I can't compete against everybody else's podcast. They've got more experience. They've got different experiences. They've got, you know, different backgrounds than I've got. I have to compete against myself. So I work hard at it and I work long at it. I'm hoping there's going to be a day real soon where I could be happy with what I've done in podcasting, but I mean, I'm sure I'm getting there, but that that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's not a competition against everybody else and I'm not stepping on everybody else to get where I want to be as a podcaster either. Well, I have a hard time just talking, man. So, I mean, I ain't about to jump into the technical crap. Yeah. The, the technical crap would definitely not be your wheelhouse. I mean, I want to throw all my computers out in the, middle of the highway right now, but I got to have them to do the job. Yeah, I'd probably bring the sledgehammer inside, just bash the shit out of them right there on the floor. <laughs> well, I'm glad I don't have a sledgehammer. It would have already happened. Well, I got a few of them if you ever want one. No, don't give me any ideas. Uh, no, I don't, I don't. I mean, I've already got one computer that's busted up, but unfortunately, that's just one of those flaws I have to work on, right? Yeah. Well, I got shitloads of falls. I got to work on. Well, I'm, I'm I'm still relying on racing to encourage me a little bit because, you know, two and a half years ago when I started iRacing, I could barely get around the track and have any other cars around me because, well, if they were around me, it was because they were passing me at light speed. <laughs> and now I've gotten, I've got, I think, nine wins under my belt. And when I went to yeah. look at my statistics to see how many laps I'd actually gone and how many miles I'd gone, how many races I run, I'm saying, oh, man, seven, nine wins, that ain't enough. But I have to remind myself, I can't look at these other drivers that come in here and they've got 150 wins and they've only been racing for two years. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's their skill set. That's their ability. And I got to work. If I want to win more, I got to practice better. I, I got to win more. But now that I've got those seven to nine wins, I look at this podcast and go, well, I did that. I did get seven or nine wins, however many it is. So I made progress there. I can do it here too. 
Well, I can't do shit. I finished second. That's my best finish. And I just talk. That's all I do. I know a lot of my issue, though, is growing up with dad. Don't pay anybody else to do what you can do yourself. Sometimes I have a problem with recognizing where my limit is and just need to stop. Huh? I hope I didn't just deny a call from that company I want. I need to pick up from. I'm going to be mm. pissed off if they say hello today and I don't go to tomorrow. Well, well, I'm expecting it'll come up as a Phoenix number, but I've had one that said a spam call and I've had another one that said unknown ID. So I'm like, well, I ain't answering nothing like that. Right. If I get a Phoenix number calls me, I'll be answering that some bitch. You know, I want to bring something else up that I've been noticing in the world of politics. You know, you've got, <clears throat> as Donald Trump calls him, Ron DeSanctimonious. He kind of sidestepped <laughs> this deal with Trump facing all these indictments, right? But he's a Republican. Yeah. I mean, he even had a Trump endorsement. But he sidestepped it. And I think... And, and I'm bringing this up because I know there's a lot of people who just think I'm diehard Republican. I'm diehard American. And we talk a lot about the Democrats, but the Democrats are just flaunting their bullshit. But with Ron DeSantis, he's running for president against a past president who endorsed him. And yet he's not, I'm not seeing anything he's doing that would even support Donald Trump. You know what I mean? And I don't think there's a problem supporting Donald Trump as a, as an opponent in a presidential race, but the man did help you out, right? You were losing. Well, it's not even, well, to me, it's not a question of whether or not he supports him. Look, I I think you can be a, a opponent of an individual, have fierce competition with that individual, but when you do witness a wrong being done to your opponent, I feel that you should. And look, Vivek or Vivek hey, or whatever. He's about the only one I've seen. And Tim Scott up. are the yeah, only Tim ones that, that have actually verbally made comments and statements against this crap that Trump is going through. And in my opinion, but now I want people. I mean, I say it a million times. I'm going to say it again for any newcomers. I can't stand a freaking Republican just like I can't stand a Democrat. The difference is my values generally fall in line with the Republicans more than the Democrats. So if I had a ballot, chances are I will wind up voting Republican, but I do not vote for a person because they have an R by their name. I refuse to do that. I hate the Republican Party. But anyway, look, there is absolutely. DeSantis is a shield. Number one, he is financed, coached, and mentored by the Bushes. Yeah, that right there. Okay, let me back back up a little further. Number one, DeSantis should have never even eyed or tried to run for the twenty twenty four. No, he should have never submitted his bid at all. He should no. have never considered it. Yeah, he shouldn't. Look, he's, he's young enough. He should have sat on the sidelines. He should have watched and he should have maintained doing the good things that he's doing for the state of Florida. That's where DeSantis should have been. He should not be in this election cycle. He shouldn't have announced his candidacy. He should he should not even be there. Now He's going to be out pretty soon, it looks like. 
Yeah. But with that being said, since he's entered the race and it's become much more evident and apparent who supports and mentors him and what PACs are giving him money, I cannot find it within myself to ever vote for DeSantis just because of that. Right. I did not like George Bush. I never voted for George Bush. And I personally have many, many, many things that go through my dreams about George Bush and ain't not dang one of them. No. Especially not with what I know about George, well, the Bush family, period. This, now. Yeah. But, but DeSantis being in this race and every so-called Republican, and I'm going to be honest with you, every Democrat, everybody running for the top office should be more than vocal about the attacks that are going on against Trump. This is and not nothing, because it's against Trump. It's unconstitutional and right. it is against America. And it it's coming from a totalitarian or an authoritarian re regime. This is horrible. And the fewer people that voice their opinions about this, they're the ones that you do not need to cast a vote for. Because if they do not condemn what is going on, they're they condemning America. Yeah. And for every, I feel this way through my soul, in my bones, in the marrow of my bones. Every son of a bitch up there in the House, whether it be Congress or the Senate, none of them have done anything to put an end to this overreach and mm -hmm. this weaponization of the government. None of them. Every one of them. Every freaking one of them needs to be voted out of office. I agree with that 100%. All 500 and something of them. Every one of them. I don't give a shit who they are. I haven't seen anyone propose a bill or stand up on the floor and say, we're going to end funding for the DOJ until they rein in their damn dogs. Right. I haven't heard anybody say anything about, we're going to fence off every dollar, every dime that has been allotted to the FBI to build this new facility. I haven't heard anybody say Congress has the purse strings. They have control over the money and they have done nothing to control it. As a matter of Not fact, I've had, you know, that goes back to this, this last raising of the debt ceiling, you know, and look, that was Kevin McCarthy who gets credit for actually striking this deal but there was never a cap put on spending he just gave the there gave was the no ahead. deal if no somebody deal. would show me what the conservatives got out of it there's nothing it is all i'm, I'm not wasteful. interested in what the conservatives get out of anything i'm more interested in them capping the spending because that's our money i mean that is our money well I don't think another dollar should go to free. See, that's another thing. Congress has not blocked sending money to Ukraine. We don't have nope. an audit. We don't even get an audit with that money. We don't know where it's going. Oh, we know where it's going. We suspect we know. And mm -hmm. there's enough evidence to back up our suspicions. But we don't get any kind of accounting on where the money goes. None. Nope. And we don't get to approve it. And that's the same thing as taxation without representation. Believe that, but Trump wanted know. to go after their corruption and he gets 
prosecuted for wanting to go after their corruption. And the American government and a big part of the American people are allowing the corruption to happen. Mm -hmm. And and look, I think it's great to send humanitarian aid. But I'm sorry. The people in Hawaii need humanitarian aid. The people in East Palestine, Ohio, need humanitarian aid. We don't need to be giving the Ukraine anything. The homeless on the streets of America need some humanitarian aid. Agreed. The veterans need humanitarian aid. We need to shut oh, the damn border off. Veteran. They're cutting hey, veterans we, spending down. And we got to quit spending all this money to appease and put these damn illegals up in a. I'm, 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 they're right there disgust the shit of me, man. Right. And we're paying for everything for them. And we got people living right here in this country that, I mean, at one time when welfare started, and, and I'm not a proponent of welfare because I think, you know, we're, right now we are on the path of welfare to warfare. But when we started giving welfare to people just because we wanted to give welfare to people, at one time it was you could get the welfare if you were looking for a job and made made good effort to find a job or they cut you off the welfare. Oh, not anymore. It's just freely given, you know, and that's asinine. I mean, you look at somebody like Chris Christie. He's running as a Republican, right? Yeah, and that's a that's a I corrupt mean, that, son of a bitch, too, man. Yeah, I don't even know how he got on the Republican ticket. And because it because he's for the damn he's for the system, man. He's a oh, he's very he, much for the system, and he and he down talks dog talks Donald Trump. I mean, he's all behind this Trump trial tour issue. And and then, of course, you've got, oh, what's the other guy's name I was thinking of? Have you heard anything out of Nikki Haley about any of this? I mean, she's part of the cabal, too. But, I mean, you don't hear anything uh, about this. No, but she's pulling so damn low. That's why you ain't hearing her say nothing. I mean, Probably she just so. needs to keep her mouth shut because I don't even know if she's got 1%. Man, she's I, she's so low. She's below 1%. Well, I think that was her that Trump was talking about. He said, there's a zero by the name and an arrow pointing left. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah, how do you do less than nothing? <laughs> but but I think you named the only two Republican candidates that are speaking out against this travesty that's happening right now. Because, and, and again, I don't think, I agree with what you said. Any of these candidates who are not speaking out against what's happening to Trump and not because it's happening to Trump, because this is more about what's happening to the American people. And yeah, I don't care if this was happening to RFK I, Jr. I don't care if this was happening. Yeah, I don't it's unconstitutional. Even if it happened against Gavin Newsom, I can't stand Gavin Newsom. I can't stand Gruesome, Gavin Newsom. Gruesome Newsom. I can't yeah. stand it. But if this happened against Newsom, I would be outraged. Absolutely, because it has nothing to do with the person that's being targeted. It, I mean, we said it many times. I mean, these are new precedents being set. These unprecedented acts are setting new precedents that are going to be extremely dangerous for the American people. And I don't understand why more candidates aren't speaking up. It makes absolutely no sense. And they're talking about now having a CR come up. Kevin McCarthy's talking about, yeah, we got to do a CR to get through the Christmas holiday and or the winter break. I'm like, what do you need to do a continuing resolution for? Who gives a shit? Shut it down. Yeah. We, we don't have the money. 
and don't do another CR. There's enough money that's been passed in bills. We don't need to touch it. You, you can don't spend any more money. Period. Well, that concludes our show for today, and we thank you for with us. If you like today's show, rate it and review us on Podchaser.com. Don't you? It will help us tremendously. Subscribe to get our weekly emails and your personal copy of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States of America. Until next time, and on behalf of my brother and myself, we're the Constitution Commandos, signing off.